Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Open the pod bay doors now. Hey, my name's Michael, and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. And today I'm joined by my friends and previous guests of the show, Spencer and Pat. Thank you for coming on yet again. How are you actually going? Yes, if it is to be said, uh, so be yeah. said, so it is. <laughs> Spencer, sorry, free man. How are you going? <laughs> so good to have you both on. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be breaking down one of the hottest TV shows on the planet. The hottest. Absolutely. Succession, discussing the wild ride that was season three. And today... I don't know about you guys, but I'll be drinking a Balter. What are you guys drinking? Yeah, Balter XBA. Balter XBA, it's the drink of the summer. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, so, of course, Patrick and Spencer have already been on the podcast on previous episodes. Um, and we do like to do a bit of a guest question game to see what they like to watch, whether it's TV shows and movies. Um, so we're going to change it up a little bit. We've got some different questions First question, and I'll start with you, Pat. Steven Spielberg or Quentin Tarantino? Uh, I thought this was a no-brainer for me, to be honest. Uh, you can't really go past good old Quentin, um, you know, despite despite his weird foot fetish. Um, <laughs> um, you know, inglorious bastards, once upon a time in Hollywood, um, you know, unpopular opinion. But, uh, yeah, Django all tick, tick the boxes. So definitely, yeah. definitely Quentin in my view. Absolutely, Spencer. Yeah, look, I I I can't look past uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, but <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, Quentin has not made a bad film yet. I don't care what you no. say about the Hateful Eight, but <laughs> that is a great film. Also, he it wins. is a great film, and I'm keen to see what his last one will be before he retires. Oh, he's not retiring, man. He can't. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. It'll be a very sad day. Uh, but anyway. We digress. Next question. Uh, Emma Stone, Patrick, or Emma Watson? 
Well, as we discussed in my last uh, Cinemates appearance, um, many of the listeners will be happy to know that um, Harry Potter has been watched, uh, so everyone can get off my back. Congratulations, <laughs> um, The Chamber yeah. of Secrets is open. That's right. That's right. So, therefore, um, got to go with Emma Watson here. Yep. And Spencer? Look, I, I would be with Pat. However, um, I'm La La Land's one of my favourite movies of the last, like, 10 years. Wow. So, and also, I'm a big fan of the Amazing Spider-Man franchise, which not a lot of people. <laughs> so, she's my MJ. I'm, she is my MJ, and Gwen. Emma Stone wins this one for me. Oh, man, I miss Gwen. Um, great answers there. Uh, next question, and this will be very much a taste of what is to come in this episode: Succession or Euphoria? Succession. Oh God! You've you've really <laughs> put you to the sword, haven't I? You have obviously Euphoria season two being out at the moment, and on the emotional roller coaster that is season two Euphoria for me. I've yeah. got to stick with Euphoria here. It's um wow. oh my God yeah yeah it's um it's going to be tough to say. Needless so, to say, so I love just, Succession. You just put your microphone down and you can leave. <laughs> you walk down. <laughs> oh uh, no. yeah, for me it's definitely Succession. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're both, I reckon, two of the greatest shows that are currently on air yeah. HBO. On, on, on planet Earth, both coming from HBO. Um, but, yeah, it's a very tough question there, and I'm really sorry about that. Um, <laughs> the next question, uh, and you, you guys have answered these before, but let's see mm. if you've got any other tricks up your sleeves. Patrick, uh, most memorable movie that you've seen in cinemas? Man, I'm going to stick to the same answer I gave um, in my first appearance cinemates again. Um, Black Panther for me. Um, incredible film. Chadwick, God rest his soul. Um, he was an absolute delight to watch on screen in that film. So, yeah, definitely Black Panther. Yeah, great answer. Spencer? Interesting. I'm going to give us a different answer more recently. Um Seeing Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home in the cinemas mm. might have been oh, shout. possibly topped uh, Interstellar and Endgame for me. Wow. I think the reaction in the cinema was like I was at a footy game or something. <laughs> that was crazy. Absolutely. Um, no, I completely agree with you there. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home was a special, special movie in cinemas, definitely one of the best cinematic experiences I've had. and. As I said in the last episode, people in my cinema were literally saying, like, let's go, like, before the movie had even started. It was just so, yeah. It it was amazing. So, good answer there. Yep. Next question, fastest TV show binge. I'm sure you might have been binging a bit since the last appearances, boys. Yeah, look, for me, it's got to be... Sex Ed still, or I reckon Yellowstone's in the in the conversation as well. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Spencer, yeah. For me, it's still dark. I've never binged anything so fast um, than dark on Netflix. Absolutely. And just to follow up on Spencer's elevator pitch, if you have not seen Dark, please watch it. It is sitting there on Netflix, waiting to be watched, and your mind is waiting to be blown. So please yep. binge it, and you'll see what we're talking about. Absolutely. Next question, a movie that you think everyone needs to see? For me, um, it's got to be either Whiplash or Moonlight. 
um, as of late. Mm. Um, I think they were two incredibly eye-opening films. Um, great, great to watch and also just cast as well. Brilliant. So, yeah, they're two for me. Yep. Nice picks. Uh, for me, it was one that I watched recently, rewatched recently, um, There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm. Hadn't watched it in a while, rewatched it. The other night was kind of just like picking it apart and I just think the way he acts in that movie is ridiculous. Like yeah. he's unbelievable. Um, just that whole, it's not really like the most interesting story, but you're just watching him the whole time. Yeah, literally. It's definitely one of those movies where the performance is crucial to it and makes it what it is. Um, Great work from PTA as always. Um, Next question, TV show that you're watching at the moment. Um, So obviously, you know, despite, you know, being absolutely enthralled by Euphoria at the moment, for me, um, I've actually, I feel like HBO is living rent free in my head right now, but um, <laughs> I'm watching, rewatching The Sopranos. Wow. And James, James, James Gandolfini, rather. James Gandolfini, his acting in that move, in that TV show, is just absolutely flawless. And, and the cast as well just works off him so well. So, yeah. Yep. Rip. Very good. Um, yeah, I just finished Peacemaker the other night. Ah, really good. Um, if you like the Suicide Squad, you're definitely like Peacemaker. Just James Gunn taking yeah. the helm of a um, another superhero franchise. Absolutely. I um, yeah, I was a um big fan of the Suicide Squad and loved Peacemaker in that. Thought he was a really interesting character. Yeah. And I I don't know what it was, but I tried to start the Peacemaker series. I think I was hungover, and I reckon I watched like five minutes of it and just fell asleep so I, I need to i need to go back and try it again yeah um but yeah no i've heard it's i've heard it's really good i've heard and, good things and john cena surprising with the acting chops wow yeah john he's cena. really really coming like he's already for me jumped over the rock in terms of you reckon yeah just in terms of being, like i don't think i could watch a tv show with the rock in it yeah i feel like john cena has a lot of like genuine like comedic talent yep and it, it's great like you see him on like live tv like doing interviews and stuff he's actually so funny he is um so yeah i i should i should rewatch that and so should the listeners last episode we got the elevator pitch from cinemates community member tom he was recommending the last jewel and can i just say it was bloody good the way the story is told from three different perspectives, as he said, is so unique. You got Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and Jodie Cromer, and the subtle differences, you know, between each character's perspectives is so interesting. Have you guys seen Last Jewel? No, I actually haven't. Had to watch it in a few sittings, um, mm. but yeah, I, can, I thought it was really good. Yeah, it, I can understand that. It is quite long, and it it does have a lot going on, but. Yeah, I thought it was phenomenal. And Jodie Comer is so good. She yep. is phenomenal. Her performance is awesome and she kills it. The landscapes in it, kind of 14th century Paris is so sick. The fight scenes, battles, they're like brutal and epic. And yeah, definitely go see this. And Tom, 
Thank you for recommending it. It is safe to say that you have <laughs> redeemed yourself and picked an absolute cracker after burnt. Um, oh my god! That's we'll, right. we'll, we'll forget never, about that, Tom. That was the worst. We'll never, that was the worst thing to happen to the culinary industry since Bourdain's death. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, sorry, Doc. But yeah, we, we can we can get past that for yeah, sure. Right. But great elevator pitch, Tom. Last jewel. It's on Disney Plus. So go check it out. Definitely one to watch. Um, so next episode we'll be back with the Cinemates Elevator Pitch and if you think you have some good recommendations for me and you have the courage to take me on, please send us a DM on Instagram at Cinemates underscore and let me know what I should watch next. So getting into succession finally, of course, from here on there'll be some huge spoilers. So as always, to the listeners out there who haven't seen Succession or Season 3 yet, Boys, what would you say about the TV show? Not in one sentence, but one word. And if you go over one word, I'll kill you right now. <laughs> oh, God, it's tough, hey? Like one word. It's you had me thinking, Michael, keeping me up at night looking at, the, <laughs> looking at the roof. But I would sum up succession in one word by just dynasty. That's, that's how I'd sum it up. Nice. Very good. Is benign fungus one word? (laughs) (laughs) Nails out, bro. That's one word. Uh, Yeah, I would describe it as a benign fungus. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to sum it up with one word, and that word is insane. Yep. You've heard three words, including benign fungus, listeners. Four words. What if your toenails are not that aesthetically pleasing? (laughs) Please go watch it if you haven't. It's one of the best shows out there, Succession. Let's get into it. Um, Just a quick, you know, summary and recap. There was definitely a lot going on this season. Logan steps down as CEO after Kendall's press conference. Jerry becomes interim CEO. Shiv is then named president of operations. Logan refuses the DOJ's investigation. Tom offers to take the fall and go to jail. Kendall sabotages Shiv's first speech. Shiv retaliates with an open letter and Kendall backs out of a late night comedy show before Waste Eyes raided by the FBI. Tom unravels as he fears actually going to prison. Logan suffers a urinary tract infection during the Waste Eye annual shareholder meeting. Shiv makes a deal with Sandy without Logan's approval. Logan then cuts off contact with Kendall. Kendall's testimony about the cruise scandal evidence goes poorly. The Roy's then pick a new presidential candidate at future freedom summit. The DOJ investigation weakens and Tom avoids prison. Logan tries acquiring streaming giant Gojo. Kendall hosts his 40th birthday and is given an offer to sell his shares before having a breakdown. The Roy's go to Tuscany for Caroline's wedding. Kendall wants to permanently uncouple from Logan. Shiv tells Tom she doesn't love him. Robin sends a dick pic to Logan instead of Jerry. <laughs> Gojo attempts to acquire Waystar and Logan decides to sell the company. Kendall breaks down. Tom cryptically offers Greg a chance to ascend within the company. Logan informs the kids that he and Caroline renegotiated the divorce agreement and deprived the kids of any control. And finally, Tom is revealed to have tipped off Logan about the kids' revolt. Season three. What did you guys think of the season? The Tom father. <laughs> the Tom yes. father. It was his season, man. He's the yeah. MVP. 
I completely agree. Pat, what did you think of the season? The rise of Thomas Wamsgans. Wow, wow, wow. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, obviously season three was an absolute roller coaster. I thought that it really summed up like, you know, a lot of the kind of, um, you know, the arcs of a lot of the characters kind of came into play. So um, it was great to see, you know, some for dramatic effect, I suppose, um, you know, a lot of big results coming out of season three. Yeah, definitely. I think as always the acting, editing, cinematography, writing was all insane this season. I thought it was a great season. As you said, great character arcs. I feel like the characters really, you know, stepped up a level this season and the finale was awesome. I think that, you know, the whole season built up right to the exact like last 10 minutes of the finale. Yeah. Yeah. Could not agree more. Tom was awesome. Was a huge standout for me. Kendall as well. I think um, Matthew McFadden and Jeremy Strong who play those two characters were so good and should win Emmys, I think. Yeah. Um, If Euphoria doesn't steal them all. (laughs) Which Um, they will. (laughs) (laughs) um, And yeah, it was phenomenal. I reckon my favorite episode of the season was either the shareholder meeting where Logan has the UTI or Kendall's birthday. Um, they were so good. Yeah. So the one for me that's really stood out recently, I think if you go back to the start of the season um, where it just begins with like the rush, the aftermath of mm. what Kendall just did. Mm. Yeah. And for the subsequent like three, four episodes, Kendall's basically just trying to distract himself from, from real life. Literally. And he's yeah. got all these people around him that are just telling him how good he is leaving out all the crap that um, like, for instance, good tweet, bad tweet. Yeah. Good tweet, bad <laughs> yeah. tweet. The PRs. Cousin Greg taking his uh, cultural readings via Twitter. And it really comes to fruition in season three when he goes to that kind of like TMZ comedy show mm. and really just starts to, I um, mean, he, he goes and hides in that like server room and like, yeah. Yeah. Sits there, watches sits on the, the broadcast, yeah. Shiv sends a letter saying like, we hope our brother gets well soon yeah. and he just all starts realising it. Mm. Just, as at, just as he's at his lowest there, like that's when uh, the FBI come and raid the office and then yeah. once again like the spotlight is off Kendall. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's always about optics, right? They always say, how are the optics? How are the optics? Like yeah. no matter what the ecosystem of like, you know, Waystar Royco is, you know, it almost felt like in season three, it was like a Julius Caesar death scene in ancient Rome. Like, you know, Julius had his Brutus, Logan had Jerry, yeah. um, you know, no one certainly could be trusted, I guess, you know, as the scales yeah. were like constantly being shifted, it was like a real tug of war kind of season. So, you know, whether if it was an FBI raid or a drug addict son kind conducting a hostile takeover it was always something happening so it was it was an absolute ride watching that season for sure and i guess like having kind of mentioned it like who do you reckon was your favorite character or characters of the season guys if anyone doesn't say tom i'm gonna commit mass murder in this room right now i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for, for me definitely tom takes the cake um certainly in the finale, but I think up to the point where Logan receives an, uh, an item on his phone, like I really think, <laughs> I really think it was Roman season and yeah, Romulus. Roman, like 
I think Logan really started to believe in Roman until that point. Like mm. Roman was getting the Gojo deal done. Yeah, yeah, literally. And literally at the second last episode, you've got a dick pic going to the wrong person. And, and it just and that is it. Loses and that, it. That's the last straw. Like she was fucked up. Kendall's fucked up. And now Roman's fucked up. Like, yeah. What can you do? That's that really set off that chain of events. Like, I, can we just talk about the writing of that episode? Like that oh. com- <laughs> how awkward that was. It the was third, so the facial hand, expressions. The secondhand embarrassment I felt from that scene was literally like un unhand, like could not handle it at all. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good episode. And it just goes to show how the family dynamic is where, as you said, like it's all been building up. Like Roman's actually doing really well. Like despite him still being like this disgusting human being, <laughs> he's like progressing up the ladder and then, you know, sends the dick pic to the wrong person and he's lost all the trust from Logan and he's back down to the bottom. So yeah, for me as well, I did have high hopes for, you know, seeing where Roman was going to go. But I think that I was so torn from Tom, but also little Lord Fuckleroy. Yeah. <laughs> they were so good. I think just to touch on Tom, like he was at the lowest of lows, like always talking about prison. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he was going to take the fall for the whole family. He's like this outsider. Yeah. Um and then he gets dismissed and he goes into Greg's office and flips the place. <laughs> um, and like Logan thinks he's trustworthy and like, you know, he's, he's the only one that's actually had to like properly work to get his way in and like, you know, progress. And yeah. he's like, he was like, like Shiv crushed him last season and he was using Shiv to like get all the info out of her without her even knowing. Mm-hmm. And like, she thought she was like winning him over. Um, but like he also said no to joining Kendall. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really cool scene in the diner where Kendall's trying to get Tom to join Kendall's side. And Tom interesting says like, you know, Logan has never been fucked once, but you've been fucked so many times. Yeah. Mm. And he was about to go to jail still and he still chooses Logan. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I thought that was a big point for him. I'm so glad that he finally won up Shiv. Yeah. Um, that yeah. like that made me feel really good at the end. And I think there's a lot to be said as well for that really slow build up of respect and trust from Tom. Like for mm. Tom for for Tom to be at a point now where he calls Logan Papa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Papa. and helps him through his UTI. I mean, there's a certain element of trust there now that's pretty well established. And like you said, like yeah. that that diner scene was so powerful for sure. Um, but I mean, like you know. God, that dagger in the chest, in the back rather, like, you know, at the end of the season, it just, it made, you know, season four really worthwhile to look up, look forward to. So I think there's a lot to come for Tom Steele. I think there's so much involved with um, some characters that haven't been really touched on in the show, but I I suppose we can get to our weird conspiracy theories later. But um, yeah, (laughs) there's certainly a lot to come, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. What did you guys think? Did you guys have like, High hopes for Greg this season? <laughs> no, like not really. Like I think I think they've really I think Jesse Armstrong and the writers really just know what Greg is and yeah, what, Greg, that's interesting. what Greg will be. And like obviously Tom promised him something towards the end of the season. But look, Greg is really just there for comedic relief. And mm. in the um in the episode where they have the shareholders meeting, you know, he's they're all like in that conference room just waiting. 
Yeah. While um, old mate Frank is just out there just talking for hours. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> Shiv like gets a piece of paper to send to Frank and Shiv just goes, Greg? He's like, did someone say? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Greg. <laughs> it's like no one needs him. No one speaks yeah. about him. But toward like when Tom grabs him once he knows like he's not going to jail. Yeah. And he like says like, do you know the story of Nero and Sporus? <laughs> Did you guys think that was just like a random thing about like I would just castrate you in a second? I, I thought that was so random at the time. I was like, yeah. I thought it was just more of like Tom and Greg's like, you know, sort of homoerotic dynamic. Yep. I thought there was when, a bit of like flirting going on. When I thought Nero and Sporus, and I looked into this after as well, I, I don't know if you boys want to touch on it later, but like when I thought Nero and Sporus, obviously like the origin of the story was Nero's wife was pregnant. So when he kicked her to death, I know it's a pretty dark story, but like there was a lot of baby talk this season. So obviously Shiv and Tom. Yep. Mm. When, when Logan goes and shakes <laughs> Tom's hand at the end there, you see Shiv move her hand to like her womb. Mm. Ooh. So, so it's I didn't like, see that. I have yeah, not seen that. It's literally like the most eye-opening like Reddit cave I've gone down <laughs> in my life. And I like had a physical reaction to it as well. I was like, oh my God. I was like, and wow. that, that's how I thought about it. And then obviously Neros went off with like, you know, and kind of lived his best life from there. So again, Lots of our symbolism to come from Tom, I reckon. Well, yeah, he he did. She was pregnant, but he also, and this is a quote from Tom, mm. Nero pushed his wife down the stairs. 
And then he had Sporus castrated and married him instead. <laughs> Gave him a I, ring and made him dress up like his dead wife. So, would you kiss me, Greg? He's, <laughs> I castrate you in a heartbeat. <laughs> and he said, I would ca- so he said that episode six, and I don't think anyone really knew what he was talking no, about. No, but it really shows in the end there when um, yeah. he's like, "Will you be my attack dog?" Like he's taking mm. Greg with him. He's going to put Greg in a good position. So maybe next season, Greg is in a better spot. Than he's he is Greg Weiler. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Greg with Tom, he's going to get his own Greg. Yeah. <laughs> you, could have, you could have 10. I, I Greg's it as it were. <laughs> um, what did you guys think about Kendall though? That was obviously a big character. Yeah, so we have ignored the main, the feast day resistance of the season. Little Lord Farquhar. Yeah. Um, I think too much birthday might be one of his best bodies of work. Like that episode mm. for me, when he gets pushed over at the birthday party. Yeah. And like he, <laughs> he he sets up like a burning office at his party, like a burning prop of his office. Like he he's just trying to distract himself. Literally. I feel like that like present scene as well in the birthday episode was just so it spoke to Kendall's character so well, like mm. in terms of his origin as a young child, how <clears throat> nothing will ever be good enough. Um, you know, he's never been given what he really, really wants. He's always searching for the next best thing. Like, yeah. you, know, some, you know, silver spoon, little rich boy. That's kind of always nothing's ever good enough. And he just had a freak out, like so unhinged and manic. And um, yeah, I thought that was, again, writers just killed it there. Yeah, for sure. I think that episode was, so pivotal for Kendall, especially because at the end his kids were like saying, Oh, you know, we got your present and he goes to his present room and there's hundreds of presents there and he can't even find his own kids present no. and he just breaks down. And I thought that, you know, this season we finally, even though he is distracting himself and he is masking, you know, all these issues that he has, especially cause he, you know, was involved in the whole death of the waiter at the, um, at Shiv's wedding. Um, he's been bottling all this up and finally, you know, he starts to break down and, you know, I think that he is a flawed guy, but he's the only one of the Roy's I reckon who actually has like a bit of a heart, like at the birthday, there's like a quote where he says to Roman, like Roman's like, you know, going ham on the swear words and the insults and um kendall says something like like you're not you're not a real human and it's just like yeah like Mm. yeah and then roman goes back to him he's like you're not a real human it's like (laughs) yeah just just kendall's upset like he does say it a lot like yeah where he's like you're not real you're not a good person Mm. like he says up to um logan at the at the dinner in the second last episode Mm. but i guess what 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 we were all after came in episode nine, just the catharsis yeah. of him just finally breaking down mm. after what many people thought was a suicide attempt. Did you yeah, guys in the pool. You guys think yeah. in I don't the know. pool? I just thought it him was him being a degenerate to be honest, but <laughs> I did kind of you know think that he was trying to just end things he'd given up and he, mm. he was just over it. But um yeah that last episode was insane and you know you saw that and him breaking down and and 
Shiv and Roman actually finally like sort of supporting him. Yeah. But can I just say that, and I think we're all thinking this, um, that's that scene itself I think has earned Jeremy Strong the Emmy for a second time. Yeah. Absolutely. What do we think? Yeah. Yeah, that no, was that, phenomenal. That, yeah, it, was, just, yeah. it was such a simple scene and like it didn't – I think one of the best things about this show is that like for me the characters don't say things that I think they would but mm. I think they say things that like is very true to their character and like yeah. when Kendall finally admits it, she gets a phone call like she doesn't really care but no. Roman is like – who hasn't killed a kid? <laughs> like, that is yeah, such, yeah, yeah. like that is such a Roman response. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like you could be watching any other show and they'd be like, what? Like, you yeah, literally. Kid? Like we're not, we're not siblings anymore, but it's like, yeah. who hasn't killed a kid? Yeah. It's yeah. like, um, <laughs> it's so funny. Like seeing like Roman's response as well. Like this is a couple of seasons ago now, but even to kind of tie in with that, when he almost downed an entire spacecraft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just watches it and like and puts like, it back in his pocket. He's like, yeah, a couple of the must fingers and he starts like celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, Kendall yeah. was phenomenal. I think um, uh, there was an interesting like article about Jeremy Strong and how kind of like, committed he is to the role and mm. how he's kind of antisocial. Did you guys yeah. sort of say that? Didn't say that. Yeah. yeah. Even um Brian Cox was like interviewed on um it was a late night show or something. It was just like I think he was pretty outspoken about how annoying Jeremy Strong is to to kind of work around in ter- and and imagine that staying like, in character. Give me yeah. give me any form of other method actor to work with, but don't give me some silver spoon snot nosed billionaire child, please. Yeah. Like give me yeah. give me Spider Man, some guy that pretends to climb up a wall or something. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was really interesting. And you know, I think regardless, you know, he had a great performance and Kendall had a great ride, so I'm really keen to see where he goes. As iconic as Succession is, this season had a lot of funny scenes and quotes, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put this out there that I think one of the best scenes was Roman sending the dick pic to Jerry. Yep. That was just. The, the reaction the on Roman's expression. He's <laughs> just like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was so good. What, what were some good, like, memorable scenes for uh, you guys? For me. I th- or like, quotes for that matter. Yeah, memorable scenes, memorable quotes. Um, really just um, at the start of Too Much Birthday when they're walking through the little pink tunnel and Roman keeps going in and out and he's... he's yeah, and he's like, you're, tech, you're technically entering my mother's uterus here. <laughs> sick. He's a sick man. And from there, it's just like, just that whole, there's about half an hour in that episode where it's like seriously the best stuff that Succession has ever put together. Yeah. Where like Tom and Greg greet each other. They're like, Tom Wong's game is free, man. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Gregory Hirsch not going to prison. And then they're just like walking through the compliment tunnel. So you're oh, so yeah. full of joy. It's like fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's, it's just relentless from those two. It's yeah. so hard to go like, you know, kind of step away from, you know, Greg and Tom's, you know, on-screen relationship too. Like 
I, I can easily say that they're my favourite quotes. Like probably up there would be the cruise ship scene when they're all kind of deciding who would go down for it. Yep. And um, they're obviously all offering like Tom's put himself up for to go on the chopping block and then they're all saying that's probably not enough. So they're saying, what about Tom with some Greg sprinkles? <laughs> He's like, I'm more than a sprinkle. <laughs> what, what about a few scenes but starting with um Shiv has the serious talk with her mum. Oh her yeah. Mum was like, I would have rather had dogs. <laughs> and <laughs> that then, was brutal. And then that goes into Shiv coming home to Tom. Oh yeah. Trying to have sex with him. Yeah. Then they get into the dirty talking. And that goes a bit too far. That went, and then the morning yeah. after Tom has a bit of a hangover after what they said. And then she just pulls out the I may not love you, but I do love you. Mm. Like I think it's about 15 minutes in there where I think Shiv might be the most hated person I've ever watched on TV. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Freezing she's sperm. ruthless. It's no surprise that the Roys aren't emotionally vulnerable, but Shiv takes it to the next level. She's a cold hearted wench. Yep. She's yeah. just crazy to watch. Yeah. Absolutely. And to be fair, you know, it is just a character at the end of the day, but Sarah Snook, proud Australian. Proud she Aussie. kills it. She won. Did she win the Emmy? Or yeah, she, best supporting girl on the globe. Yeah, yeah, the globe, and rightfully deserved. I think for sure. I don't like Shiv. I hate her, in fact. But um, it's just a sign of her doing a great job. Yeah, absolutely, exactly right. For sure. I think um, a few low key characters and quotes of the season. I think um, Connor had you know he had some funny moments yeah. in there. Yeah, he's trying and, to make moves. He is. And, you know, he's, he's Connor, still trying to be Connor's president. president. That's my president <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I thought that a good scene was when I think they're at the wedding still and they're kind of discussing what to do because um, Logan's going to sell Waystar to Gojo. Yep. And Shiv, Roman, and Kendall are just like ignoring him at the table, like not even including him in the discussion. And he, he just finally stands up and he's like, I'm the eldest son. And he keeps mm-hmm. saying it. And I was like, fuck yeah, like go, Connor. Like go. finally, like standing up for yourself. Like I think he I think he's got some big things coming. <laughs> to be season. fair, to be fair, if I proposed to someone and they responded with fuck it, I would probably have a <laughs> bit of a breakout as well. So <laughs> <laughs> how bad can it be? Fuck well, yeah, it. So fuck like, it. <laughs> how did how did that episode how did that meeting in the in the hotel go with that potential president that we're gonna pick? Because you know they were trying to like throw around Connor for a bit and Connor was like he was nearly about to get the decision from Logan. Yeah, he was. And then um, I'm pretty sure Greg says, like, he steps in after having not said anything. But he and says, he's for like, what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. For, what, for what it's worth, I've got to do it for my country. <laughs> do not do not make Connor the next president. Thank you and goodbye. And he just, like, steps away. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, yeah, so, so like, that scene with, with Connor and Shiv where... where- Connor goes up to her and starts asking for like a really good executive role because he's not going to run for president for another four years. And Shiv, like, is really just a toothless tiger in the company and tries to exert a lot of authority, especially over Connor. And Connor kind of brings up, like, you know, that time when you were a kid and, like, you, you posted the stamps 
on the on the latest they came into the house. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, like yeah, yeah what, your, your job, job right, right now is a bit like that. that. Like, like it's, it's absolutely pointless. pointless. And I think Logan really <laughs> lets Shiv astray this season and kind of just takes advantage of it to the fullest. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Yeah. I think um Greg as well had some crackers. He one of the one of my favorites was like <laughs> he's talking to um Kendall's PR who he's like, you know, there's a bit of flirting going on and and they're at the party, I think, and he goes uh, I can't even say it. So <laughs> maybe one of you guys say it. I think you know it's the scene that I'm talking about. You're a very fair maiden. How could I ever repay you? <laughs> and it's just like Greg. He's just uh, mm. yeah, yeah. Greg well, is great. Yeah. Well, like when he's um, like obviously Greg's picked the wrong side from the start. He's picked Kendall's yeah. side. Um, Waystar trying, trying to give him a lawyer, and like he kind of says, "I'll get back to you." But don't take that as like a promise. But I'll get back to you. And then he gets his uncle again in the lawyer and he his uncle over the world. So his uncle then decides to give all his inheritance to Greg. And so Greg is like, what do I do here? And during that shareholder meeting, Greg puts puts it to Tom. He's obviously done a lot of thinking. He puts it to Tom and says, I was wondering in your view, do you think it's possible to steal a person? Grandparent, for example, in a way which is like an affectionate way that might convey that I love you and I'm glad you're part of my life, but I'm actually taking legal action against you. Greg continues his one man attack against. So he tells Tom, Tom's like, you're going to see Greg face? I like your style, Greg. Who are you going to take down next? Take your children. That was great. Greg continues to protect, uh, you know, one of Mother Nature's greatest Greatest protectors. (laughs) I have some beef with Greenpeace. Long story, but they're bad. (laughs) Oh, man. What about at the shareholder meeting as well? Frank obviously has to stall for like hours. And (laughs) he's just like, so then, uh, yeah, we'll have some, next we'll have some uh, further ado. It's like uh, little things like that make succession great. Yeah. Um, and it's so, and, so uh, realistic as well, don't you think? Like, yeah, absolutely. In terms of just capturing like corporate America so well, just like the perfect microcosm for like American capitalism, commercialism. Yeah. Huge parody and satire for it. Yeah. I think as well, the finale was obviously huge. And of course, Logan's character is iconic for a lot of uh fuck offs and i think we got the most ultimate fuck off when he's said that the kids have no control because of the divorce agreement and he just says to the three of them he's like oh go on go on just fuck off yeah. and he, just, he calls them like you noisy like you noisy fucking pedestrians yeah and he fucks yeah them that's up. it and then that amazing soundtrack kicks in like <laughs> Yeah. Fuck off, and then they have to leave, and then Tom, the Tom father comes through. Yeah, yeah, the little pat Tom. on the back. So, of course, we've shared a few thoughts on the season. We've actually also got a mailbag here from a succession expert, uh, or so he says, Costi. <laughs> he's kindly sent in a mailbag, so let's hear what he's got to say. Okay, hey guys, Tom here, sharing my uh, favorite moments in just a recap of Succession. Season three, I love how season three started honestly 10 seconds right after Kendall Roy's press conference at the end of season two. I love it when 
movie sequels or another season in a TV show picks up right where the last season finished. So you just get thrust straight back into the action. Um, another one of my favourite scenes, it happened when uh, they were all meeting, I forget where it was, but they were all meeting to figure out the next president and Kendall met with uh, Tom at a diner and they were speaking and Kendall basically said to Tom, they're not going to put up with you anymore, you don't mean anything to them and Tom basically looked at Kendall and said, I'm always going to stick with Logan because Logan never loses and you always lose, Kendall. And I just thought that scene by Tom and the actor who plays him, Matthew McFadden, and Matthew McFadden was just so, so unreal this season. I thought that was one of the best scenes of the whole season. And then I, I've spoken about this with Spencer as well, but honestly, one of the, the funniest scenes I think I've ever seen in, in TV and movies is, and I couldn't help myself and I couldn't stop laughing in my room, was the dick pic scene between Roman and Logan. I honestly was laughing so hard that I remember my brother texted me and said, and said are you okay? Are you having a fit? And I just couldn't control myself. It was the best. Um, <laughs> the ending of the season was fantastic, uh, where Tom double-crossed Shiv, Kendall and Roman and took Logan's side was just amazing. But my predictions for season four, I'm predicting that Tom does get cast aside by Logan and Logan is just playing him along. And the united front that we've seen by Kendall, Shiv and Roman, I don't think it lasts long whatsoever. I think it lasts about two and a half episodes tops. And uh, I think one of them goes back in size with Logan. But yeah, succession. What a show. Thanks. Yeah, wow. Some great takes there, Costi. Awesome. Could not agree more. I think that you really hit the nail on the head about Tom and about uh, the amazing Dinah scene. And I think that season four will really, really be a big one. Um, and I, I, I'd be interested to see how that uh, dynamic of the, the three children, Roman, Kendall and Shiv plays out. Um, so guys, I guess that's a bit of a segue. What do we think is going to happen in season four? So I would liken myself to that of a flat earther when it comes to <laughs> succession conspiracies. Um, so okay. um, I've come up with a couple um, through my sleepless nights searching the dark corners of Reddit. Um, and what I've come to find is there's two that I think are really, really icy. So first and foremost, I won't like, you know, these aren't, you know, ridiculous takes once I say them either. So don't get, don't be on the two edge of your seat. But um, I certainly think that season four, we'll see Kendall go down for the death of the waiter. Ooh, yeah. interesting. Um, there's been a lot of poking around there. It's very foreshadowing or there's something going to happen there. Like, that can't be over, right? Mm, I think that he has you know, broken down about it, but yeah. it has been swept under the rug and Logan will always have that mm. as, as leverage. leverage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which, is, which I which I personally don't think he's going to use it because mm. I think if he was going to, he would have already done so. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think he's torn Kendall down to his absolute single atom. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing left of him. Yeah. No. I, I do like Costi's take of... Um, the siblings really only being together for one or two episodes and then, gee, like, who could you pick to jump ship again? Probably Shiv, right? Mm, but then, yeah. like, Logan is not going to trust these guys. Nah, never again. And and maybe that's when they finally realise, you know, they've got to change. But then again, we haven't seen much of that. And I think as well, just to go back, I think that 
you know, Kendall front, like, um, Kendall exposed Logan and Waystar at the end of season two. Logan could have definitely used that leverage. So, yeah, I think, I think that it will be interesting to see who jumps ship and, do, and where they go. Do we think that Greg and Tom are really not going to jail? Mm. Do we really think they're safe? Because what, like they have a little toast after the shareholder, uh, yeah, after the shareholder meeting, then just have a little toast and then, and uh, Jerry specifically is like, no promises, long road ahead. Like, true. Yeah. Not yeah. completely safe. And just because, yeah, just because Tom's, Shown his loyalty doesn't mean Logan's going to show it back. And I think, That's I true. Think Logan would be first that, um, to throw, throw Tom under the bus before yeah. he throws his kids. Yeah, Logan, you couldn't trust him as far as you could throw him. You know, never count anything out there. Um, I think Logan's ability to literally just stab someone in the back and, you know, not give it flying about them um, is nothing to to kind of, um, you know, leave out of the conversation. Flying, yeah. Like, not give it flying. Flying, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll give you a take and a half here. here we go. I, I literally just thought of this right here in the Cinemates studio. Oh, shit. Exclusive Cinemates right here. <laughs> a Cinetake. A Cinetake, if oh, you will. Oh, wow. you heard it here first. We'll trademark that. Cinetake, <laughs> uh, ready? Marsha. She kind of fell off the wagon and, mm. and wasn't really that involved this season. Yeah, and her son as well. However, slimy, <laughs> however, she did get some new like terms of their. Oh yeah, she did. So maybe okay. she hates Logan, sides with the kids, uses the power, and they become a four and attack Logan next season. Yeah, okay. Wow. Can I can I speak to this? Because this is where my second conspiracy theory comes in. Okay. Okay. Here we go. And I'm thank God you guys asked as well so I can vent. Um, <laughs> okay. So are you familiar with a character called Rex Hendon? Yes. 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 Who's Rex Hendon? Okay. So I'm glad you asked, Michael. So Rex Hendon is the family's lawyer. So, um, you know, you can be seen, can be seen as early as season three, Tom answers a call and he says, hi, I'd like to schedule an appointment with Rex Hendon. And I was thinking, okay, wait, what could that possibly about? Could it be about his jail time? Could it be about, you know, um, a potential divorce between him and Shiv? Mm. What is mm. going on? Mm. So there's a lot to be spoken for there. I think that Rex Hendon's going to have a bit of um, bit to do with the storyline. Yes. I think that um, obviously we saw um, him settle Logan and Caroline's divorce settlement as well towards the end of the season where he rewrote so that uh, Caroline could leverage her divorce papers and get more money for her weird weird husband. Tosser of a husband. Tosser of a husband, <laughs> yeah. Absolute cuck. Cuck old he is. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I think the you know the family's legal top dog could definitely get um, a bit more airtime coming into season four as well, for sure. And may I add, I think um, Lucas Matson, who is the founder and CEO of Gojo, played by mm-hmm. Alexander Skarsgård, who was a great character, I think he might still have some big things to do next Role season. Yeah. yeah, they're they're acquiring Waystar, right? Yeah, so. You know, well, yeah, like he sold, he did sell Roman a merger of equals idea. Well, at least 
he implied that, and Roman just kind of took 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 it what he will. But mm. Like I, Roman got sent off the private meeting um, from Matt. He did, and it was just Logan. And like this is one of the first seasons where we don't really know what's going on in Logan's head. Yeah. We're on the kids' side here. And like hopefully next season we really see what Logan said to Matson that day. Absolutely. And I think that kind of you, you attack other people, you you're a killer. Whereas Matson is like more of this like kind of young millennial He's a snake. He's a snake, but he's also kind of, you know, a bit like Elon Musk, like very outspoken on Twitter. Like he'll just do things and maybe Logan won't be prepared for that. So will be a very interesting dynamic between those two, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Some Something I had, which probably won't happen, but I thought was really interesting. I'd love to get a few kind of cutscenes, flashbacks, and kind of get some context to the title sequence. It's mm. kind of like... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it's just kind of like lining up for a picture and then at the end like the dad gets called off for a phone call like i was like is this yeah. is this gonna tie into any of like the um uncle mo stuff maybe like, like i thought that'd be really cool if they fleshed that out but it is a title sequence i don't need to flesh it out well like yeah. i think that it's got a bit to do with like Connor's mother as well like do you guys remember what happened there as well like you remember Connor touching on it like you know I didn't see pop for three years but your spoon wasn't shiny enough kind of thing like um you know obviously there's still a bit going on there like when Connor's mother obviously this is a bit off paced as well but I mean like when Connor's mother exited the picture um you know obviously Logan began to grow, grow another family as well so um, I think that we could see Connor's mother come into the equation as well and add a, add a few more, a um, bit of a dynamic there as well, particularly in Connor's messed up wedding. Could be, <laughs> could be another red wedding in yeah, HBO. For sure. There's a lot of weddings, isn't there? Um, may I just add as well, there's a bit of sexual tension between yeah, Tom and Greg. The elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something happens in season four. Would you Whoa. kiss me, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nero, Nero and Sporus. Yeah. Maybe I mean, it'll happen. Only half of that has happened so far. He hasn't really, he's given him a ring, but he hasn't made him dress up like his dead wife. <laughs> or castrate him for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, season four will be huge. Let us know what you think is going to happen. Thank you again for the mailbag, Costi, and, and great takes there, boys. And that is a wrap for the Succession Season 3 episode. Thank you so much for listening into this episode of Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Huge thank you to Pat and Spencer for coming on the show once again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for being here. Thank you. As always, let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes. And if you want to send in a mailbag or do an elevator pitch to me, send us a DM on Instagram at cinemaze underscore. Otherwise, we'll catch you for the next episode. <laughs>